Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. April 24th, 2023, stand up for your country. Well, six years ago, I left the Fox News channel, and now Tucker Carlson is gone. Uh, We'll have uh, Donald Trump Jr. talking about that. But first, I guess you would like to know what's going on regarding uh, Mr. Carlson, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. I'm going to keep the speculation to a minimum. Uh, we don't do that here. Uh, I have been doing some reporting all day long. As you may know, uh, many of the people that I trained at Fox News now run shows at the uh, Fox News channel. So, you know, I get information, but I have to verify everything that comes in. I'm not like all the rest of the media that just throws up anonymous sources with a bunch of uh, gibberish. We don't do that here. So let's run it down, what we know and how we know it. So this was a shock to Tucker Carlson and his staff. This morning they were putting together tonight, Monday night's program. They were actively involved with making the rundown as all of us do who go on television each night to talk to you. In the middle of that, boom. 
Tucker Carlson is history at the Fox News show. That's how fast it came. Nobody knew. And that's in stone. Okay? That's not speculation. So, what was the decision-making process? There are a number of things in play. First of all, if you watched 60 Minutes last night, you saw a man named Ray Epps, right, tell the audience that Tucker Carlson ruined his life. I'm going to deal with Mr. Epps in the final thought of today's broadcast, but that was a pretty strong assertion on 60 Minutes. And when I saw it, I said, oh, here comes a lawsuit against Tucker Carlson and Fox News from Ray Epps. If you don't, if that name isn't familiar, Mr. Carlson hypothesized that he was involved with staging the January 6th riot. All right, that's a very shorthand version. Epps, of course, denies any of that. He was there, but he says he wasn't an undercover FBI agent or whatever other stuff was floating around. Again, I'll get to that at the end of the program. Number one. Number two, there are a number of lawsuits going to be filed shortly against Fox News board of directors, people who sit on the board, okay, by shareholders, people who own the stock. And by the way, Fox News stock was down big today. Okay, so FNC is aware those lawsuits are coming. And the board of directors themselves, the individual sitting on the board, okay, they're going to have to, they're going to have to defend themselves. That's big. And then Smartmatic, which I don't think is a very important lawsuit since the Smartmatic company only had one county in the 2020 election where their machines were used. So they're suing for $2.6 billion. That's just insane. They'll settle, I believe, with Fox, but for not nearly what Dominion got. But that's an opinion of mine. All right. But the fact is, there, this litigation against Fox News is ongoing and destructive. Tucker Carlson is the lightning rod. Okay? So an interesting piece of history. When I left six years ago, the factor was averaging close to 4 million viewers at 8 o'clock and another two at 11 o'clock for our rerun. That's 6 million people. All right? No cable program has approached that all right, since I left because that's a pretty lofty number. Carlson took over for me in the first two years he lost about a million of my viewers. Okay, he was doing around three to eight, two million eight hundred thousand. Then he made a very shrewd decision. And Tucker Carlson himself is a smart man and a talented broadcaster. Anybody who thinks he isn't is a fool. I mean, he knows what he's doing on television. So he decided to go to get viewers from the committed right. All right. A lot like Rush Limbaugh did. And he went into that precinct and he programmed for those Americans. His base was about three million people, which in this day and age puts him ahead of most other uh, cable news outfits. Okay, 
So, but in doing that, his commentary became, in many cases, conspiratorial. And again, you can make a lot of money doing that. And there's nothing wrong with doing that as long as you tell people, this is my opinion, it's speculation, but this is what I think. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't disparage that. I'm a hard news guy. My opinions are based on facts. But the conspiracy industry is huge. Russian collusion. I mean, that was insane in every news organization except Fox embraced that conspiracy. Did they not? Okay. So Carlson had a very successful run at Fox and was very influential among committed conservatives. They're different than casual conservatives. They're right there every day. Okay. Want to know what uh, is going on. At the same time, Fox News changed dramatically from a tightly structured operation run by a guy named Roger Ailes, who is no longer there, to what they call fiefdoms. Each show did its own thing. And it maintained its lead over CNN, completely hapless, and MSNBC, which is as crazy left as you can get. An interesting footnote, Don Lemon was fired today by CNN, um, and he says, Lemon, they didn't even tell him. They just texted it. Now, Lemon was fired primarily because his ratings are very low. They were low in prime time. They are low in the morning. He's a lightning rod like Tucker Carlson. So CNN felt we don't need him. He's not bringing in any money. And that brings me to the most essential point of this talking points. All right. Tammy Wynette is not part of television news. Okay. None of those operations are going to stand by their man. When the going gets rough, you're going to get thrown right overboard no matter who you are. That's the way American corporations work. You may have noticed that ABC News had a big purge in its executive ranks. CBS News, I understand, will soon follow. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter how loyal you are as a worker. It, nothing matters if the corporation feels you are a deterrent in any way and it's more than you're bringing in, it's not worth it, you're gone. Now, I assume they'll have to pay out Tucker Carlson's contract. They had to pay mine out, okay? I mean, unless you violate some rule, all right? So I assume that Mr. Carlson will walk away with a nice piece of change. But it doesn't mitigate the turbulence in his life, all right? It doesn't. I I know he didn't want to go out this way, and I don't even know if he knows what the inner decision-making was. But this will have a tremendous effect on the future of the Fox News channel, no doubt about that, but more importantly, on Republican politics in the 2024 presidential election. Because the Republican Party most of it, paid attention to Tucker Carlson. Donald Trump just sat down with the man two weeks ago. 
for an extensive interview, even though Tucker Carlson said disparaging things about Donald Trump. Trump overlooked it and said, you know, this guy's got a big audience. I'm going to go in and talk to him. So now, with Rush Limbaugh deceased, Tucker Carlson vanished, the Republican Party has, still has some clout, Sean Hannity, big time radio audience and television. All right, and he's going to support the Republican candidate, there's no doubt. Laura Ingram will. Um, but the Republican profile in the media is much less now. And that will have an effect on mostly independent voters because, the, you know, the word won't get out as fast, whatever the word may be. So all in all, this is, uh, I want to check my notes to make sure I didn't, uh, I actually was doing really aggressive reporting today. I got my little notes. I got it all over the place. Uh, I don't want to forget anything. Nope, I think I got it. So now you have it. Now I'm going to discuss this on News Nation tonight, 8 o'clock. I'll be a whole bunch of Glenn Beck radio tomorrow. uh, And I will be continuing to assemble information. Because this is a complicated story. And there'll be a reaction to the story, obviously. And again, we're not speculating here. We're not doing that. I'm telling you what we know to be true. And that's sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Memo.
Now, I want to mention briefly, there is a uh, rally, a campaign rally for Donald Trump, Manchester, New Hampshire on Thursday, this coming, um, at the Armory in the Doubletree, Manchester. So the campaign is underway, as I said, and this Tucker Carlson thing will influence that. So joining us now from Palm Beach, Florida, is Donald Trump Jr., deeply involved in his father's re-election campaign. And uh, there's a new book out. Um, we'll tell you all about that at the uh, end of this interview. But first, I want to get your reaction to uh, Mr. Carlson and what I just said. Listen, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but uh, I, I look at him as a perhaps a once in a generation type talent, uh, someone willing to challenge the conformity uh, and the norms of the establishment, willing to call out senators and governors alike that you know, frankly, not a lot of people are doing in corporate media these days. And so uh, I think it's a big blow to conservatives, to the GOP. Uh, I think Tucker Carlson, someone who's been able to reach across uh, the aisle, in a sense, bring over a lot of independence by uh, by actually having the logical conversations that people need to be having, uh, whether that be about uh, war in Ukraine, whether that be about vaccines, whether this, that be, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, and while that may be branded conspiratorial by some in corporate media, it seems like uh, he's been batting pretty solid uh, six months later when the truth actually comes out, Bill. I'm not sure I agree with that on all fronts, uh, but that's for another day. What was your reaction when the uh, discovery for the defamation lawsuit by Dominion revealed that Mr. Carlson said bad things about your father? Did you react to that at all? Did your father react to it at all? You know, I never actually had a conversation with my father about it. I've had a good relationship with Tucker for, for a long time now. He's one of the guys I actually, you know, agree with on uh, the vast majority of things. And so, you know, I understand how those things work and I understand how conversations with other people work. So uh, it doesn't bother me all that much. Everyone's entitled to that opinion, I think. Uh, the, the sit down last week was actually very interesting when, you know, a guy like Tucker coming at it and understanding that, you know, Trump was right about things like Ukraine and the war and one of the few people uh, actually willing to call out that insanity. And so while they may have disagreements on theme, you know, things, and perhaps at that time, because uh, that was around the J6 fiasco where everyone was being fed a narrative, but not everyone knew exactly what was actually going on, uh, you know, I, I totally understand it. Um, was your father angry when uh, Carlson said those uh, not nice things about him? I actually never had a conversation with him about it, so I don't know. Well, you just said you did. No, you I, said you I, said, I, I, I've, I said I've had plenty of conversations with Tucker Carlson, but I've never had a conversation with my father. About oh, you had a conversation with so Tucker I, yeah. Carlson. Oh, so you talked with Carlson. I'm sorry. I thought you, that's my mistake. So you no, talked no, 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 with no you talked with Carlson about what he said about your father and what was Carlson's. Did he? No, have I, did, I, I didn't say that. I, I, I just I have generally speaking, I've had a lot of conversations with Tucker and I agree with a lot of what he says. Okay, but I, I want to get to the things that he's been written on. So I've never had a conversation with either one of them about that one. About that. Your okay. personal, you didn't, you weren't offended by it that much? Bill, in all fairness, when you've gone through the stuff that I've been through <laughs> over I, the last couple of years, you know, 50 hours of testimony for treason, uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, you know, someone's text message with someone else in the heat of the moment. Uh, literally, that, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me in the slightest anymore. All right, and I understand. I understand. Yeah. Okay, so um, your father is the media master, and I, yes. even people who hate him know that. All right, he, yes. he uses the media. That's why I believe he was re, uh, elected first by 2016. 
I did the first interview, as you know, with him when he announced his candidacy. He knows where the audience is, where the power lies, and all of that. So, accepting Sean Hannity, and as I said, Hannity maintains a very high profile, and he will uh, support your father. Uh, the Murdochs um, don't support your father any longer. Have you discussed well, it that? Seem that way, yes. No, they don't. Believe me. No. Have you discussed that with your father? I, I haven't because it doesn't need to be discussed. It's fairly clear. You know, it, it, I've said this for a long time, but obviously there's a, you know, the Paul Ryan faction uh, of the conservative movement or of the Republican Party, because it's not really the conservative movement anymore. Uh, it almost is the opposite of that. You know, it is very clear in what, what they want to do and the direction they want to go. And I think that's very different uh, than where, you know, the, the average hardworking blue-collar American that also happens to be conservative is. Uh, but, you know, you, you've certainly seen, you know, that aspect emerge. And so whether it's this decision, whether it's the Binion settlement, I, I can't quite make any sense of it because I don't know, I don't know why you'd settle for three quarters of a billion dollars with a company who's not worth a tiny fraction of that. Uh, it, it, you know, the decision-making process there doesn't seem to make much sense to me, but it's, it's not my call to make. So that's up to them. Well, the reason they settled was that Rupert Murdoch himself was going to have to testify and he didn't want to testify. Um, and then once that was a fait accompli, the judge ruled that Mr. Murdoch would have to go in. And in fact, he was the second witness set to be called. Then money didn't matter anymore. The man did not want to go in there and testify. And then all the other talent would have to go in. As you know, the press would have just blown that thing up to Hiroshima-like status. And um, the company made the decision again Board of Directors have stuff to say about it. You know that. You're a corporate guy. Oh. Um, and they said, look, hey, we got to get A billion dollars is still a billion dollars. So, oh, know, look at again, you know, I, they could be right. They could lose entirely. But you're not getting an almost billion dollar settlement for a company that's worth a few, you know, a few million dollars. And, you know, at least based on my understanding of that. Now, again, and if why, you want to get dragged through the mud, I, I know how that works. Yeah. Trust me, it's happened to me and my family enough. But... It seems like an interesting position to take from a fiduciary standpoint. But if you own enough of the company, I guess you can do it. Yeah. And why do you think that company has $4 billion in the bank? You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> right here, you're looking at them. Uh, okay, let's get on to the book. So uh, this, is a, this is an interesting book because I'm a history guy and I love all this stuff. Yeah. So what you guys have put together is letters to Trump. And you can get this book uh, at 45books.com, okay? And so there's a bunch of letters that people have written to your father. I'm going to give three examples. The first one is Barack Obama. I thought this was fascinating. January 20, 2017, quote, Third, we are just temporary occupants of this office. This is what Obama says to your father. That makes us guardians of those democratic institutions and traditions like rule of law, separation of powers, equal protection, and civil liberties that our forebears fought and bled for. Regardless of the push and pull of daily politics, it's up to us to leave those instruments of our democracy at least as strong as we found them, unquote. Why did your father choose that letter to be in the book? Well, listen, I think it's historical. I also think a big tenet of the book is sort of the irony. Uh, you know, you'd mentioned sort of the letters you want to talk about, and that's sort of modern history. But I think if you go back and look at some of the other people that have written letters to him, I mean, it's uh, royalty. Uh, it's uh, Hollywood elite. 
uh, you know, a, a letter from Alec Baldwin telling Donald Trump how, how much of a mensch he is, is rather interesting when you think of the sort of the visceral uh, and vicious negative attacks over the last few years sure. from some of these same people. So I think what's really was interesting, we discovered this archive of letters to my father over uh, literally decades of his life and career and its history, the letters from you know, Nixon talking about, hey, how he'd be a great politician and maybe he'd be able to. Well, I was going to get to the All right. Don't outrun your coverage. I'm going to get to the Nixon letter. But <laughs> okay. the the Obama letter. And as you may know, I like Barack Obama personally. Yep. He was very kind to me and my children. Um, it's preachy. The letter is preachy. Yes. All right. It's, it's like he's he's like lecturing your father. And I read this. I go. Ooh, I don't know if that's attacked. I've never written a letter to your father, by the way. I've thanked him for a few times, and but yeah. I've never, you know, I don't intrude. If he wants to talk to me, he can talk to me. Um, but anyway, I thought the letter was a little bit Second letter well, was... The, the preaching is just sort of interesting when you think about, you know, the irony of everything that went on after that, right? We're talking sure. about democracy, and yet he's spying on the Trump campaign. You're talking about democracy, <laughs> but it's his party that's, uh, you know, creating the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. So... You know, I guess that's part of the irony of all of the book, right? People take this holier-than-thou approach, and they're so great, but then, you know, you put an R next to your name, and you're running as a Republican, uh, and all of a sudden, all of that history is forgotten. All of the things change, Bill. And, you know, again, I think, you know, that's what's so amazing about it. In hindsight, you see all of these things, and you realize exactly where these people were, uh, and, and you realize that, uh, you know, the people in glass houses probably shouldn't be thrown Yeah, it's, it's a good window. All right, let's uh, Kim Jong-un, April 1st, April Fool's Day, 2018. I am thankful for the personal letter you sent that explicitly laid out your great intentions. He's responding uh, to a letter from your father, the president, um, trying to get this thing with North Korea under control. But what struck me here is Dear Excellency. See, George Washington forbade anyone from calling the president of the United States Excellency. He forbade it. And then I looked at Young. He doesn't know anything about America. Well, I, I have a feeling that Kim Jong-il wasn't, wasn't uh, thinking about those things when no. he wrote the letter. But, you know, it was sort of amazing that, you know, my father does talk about it a lot. He gets a lot of criticism for saying that, you know, he had a good relationship with these people. No, but I the thought he did the right thing. Having that relationship, right right. being able to pick up that phone when, when the stuff's going down in a bad way, being able to have that direct link is truly important. I, and I used to laugh when I saw... The beginning during the Trump administration and all the experts, you know, everyone's an expert and Trump's doing it all wrong in North Korea. And I go, well, what, what's your basis for that? And their basis was that they've been doing it for 40 years, but they've been doing it for 40 years with no successes. They've never even been in the room with the other person. And they're going to tell us why he's doing it wrong. Uh, and, and it was just sort of great irony when you took the success. They stopped the testings. Uh, they stopped the this. And, you know, the second Biden takes over, you know, a guy that's a dictatorial or a despotic type figure. Uh, sees that weakness and hey, they fire up those things right away because yeah, I mean, look, I, I always the, said you have to deal with the devil in that job, and if you can get the devil on the phone and de-intensify the fire, it's a better deal. Finally, real quick, Richard Nixon, December twenty-first, nineteen eighty-seven, way back, um, he writes to your father. I did not see the program, but Mrs. Nixon told me that you were great on the Donahue show. That's Phil Donahue. As you can imagine, she's an expert on politics and she predicts whatever you decide to run for office, you will be a winner, unquote. That was nice of Nixon to drop that line, right? 
Uh, very much so. And again, you know, another politician who sort of, you know, history has vilified, but it, it, in looking at the book and in looking at sort of the history as we've become more immersed, you actually look at a lot of what he did. And there's a reason he was reelected in a landslide. Uh, again, because that establishment took him out for a mistake, it, it's such a different mentality. But that was special because, you know, it, it, my father, I went back and watched the interview. I think he was literally talking about at the time it was Japan. You know, taking advantage of us for trade right, and all right. of the insane practices of our government officials, none of whom had any experience in business or in trade or in anything other than being bureaucrats. And so what was interesting is that, you know, quite literally almost 30 years later, uh, it, it's the same line of attack. And it, it's just been very consistent uh, in his feelings about the country and the bad decisions that our leaders uh, who are making decisions with real no no authority to do so other than. Uh, I guess they were elected, but they shouldn't be making these decisions because they had no experience making decisions at that level. Okay. Uh, and it's why you've seen it. Let me, let me plug the book. Let me, let me plug the book for you. So you can get this book. The easiest way to get it is just punch up 45, the number 45books.com. All right. Comes out officially tomorrow. You can get it tonight, though. Pre-order. You know, it'll come first. Hey, Don, we really appreciate uh, your time. You know, you're very busy uh, down there, and it's nice of you. Nice to see you, okay? Likewise, best, Thanks a lot. Great to be with you again. Yeah, my best to you, Father. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now, the truth. Okay, uh, President Biden's schedule today didn't really do anything. He had a few meetings, uh, Teacher of the Year, uh, Tennessee representatives who got booted, yeah, nothing. The people's business wasn't done, okay? But here's a shocker. Susan Rice, the main power in the White House, is stepping down. As President Biden's domestic policy advisor, she had more clout than anybody else. I don't know why I'm working it. You can speculate. I don't want to. Um, Biden may announce uh, this week that he's going to run again. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says he shouldn't. The New York Times is raising questions. And a new poll is out, NBC News, who certainly likes Joe Biden. Um, fair poll, Republican 37, Democrat 39. Do you think Joe Biden should run for president? Asked NBC News. No. 70%. Whoa. Whoa. 26 yes. They asked the same question, Donald Trump. Do you think he should run for president? No. 60. Yes, 35. So Trump trumps Biden in the NBC poll. Okay, so there's a whistleblower guy out now. His name is Mike Morell. He's the deputy director of the CIA from 2010 to 18, or is that 13? No, 13. 
2010 to 13. Yes, Um, that was, of course, under Barack Obama. He says, Mr. Morrell, that the Biden campaign wrote up the letter that 51 former national intelligent folks signed saying the Hunter Biden laptop was a Russian plot. You'll all remember that. Well, here's the crux of that story. Biden used that during a presidential debate. Go. Because look, there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. Okay, so this is shocking. The Biden campaign writes up, this is Russian disinformation, the Hunter Biden laptop, sends the letter to the 51 intel people, and they all sign on to it. And then Biden uses it in a presidential debate. Think about it. Newsom, California. So San Francisco's out of control. Everybody knows it. Drugs all over the place, people dying, crime, you name it. So Newsom, who's a progressive, don't put anybody in jail guy, is sending California State Police and the National Guard to San Francisco to, quote, dismantle fentanyl traffic and disrupt the supply of deadly drug in the city by holding the operators of large-scale drug trafficking operations accountable, unquote. Well, wait a minute. The National Guard can't do that under the Posse Comitatus Law. They can't do that. They can't investigate drug trafficking. All right. And the state police, they can. But what? Why? You should already be doing that with the San Francisco City Police and the state police. This is just a bunch of hooey for Newsom trying to cover his butt because he thinks that Biden's not going to run again, even though Biden says he will. And Newsom wants to step in and go, I sent a guard into San Francisco. That's what this is. Bud Light, disaster. My God. So the woman, director, vice president of marketing for Anheuser-Busch, her name is Alyssa Heinerscheid. Gone. Gone. Because she hired Dylan Mulvaney, the trans guy, to do the commercials. And now Bud Light is like losing millions every day. So Alyssa is on, you know, I told you about corporate TV. They're the worst, corporate TV. But (laughs) any corporation by Alyssa. Smart Life. So I tracked down the bumper sticker that said, um, religion, the original fake news. All right, throw it on up there. So this was put out by an anti-religion organization. All right, and I saw it in Massachusetts on a mass pike on somebody's bumper. So I said, wait, I don't like that. I'm gonna have my own bumper sticker made and here it is. Atheism, nothing there. So 
This is battling bumper stickers. If you want to get this, buy anything on BillOReilly.com, and we'll send you two of them free. All right? Any book or any shirt or whatever you want. Okay? But those orders are big. People want them. And this is great because if you want to live a smart life, you can't let insults go. So if you believe in a certain religion and somebody tells you it's fake, that's an insult. Right? So rather than get angry or, you know, I say we'll do this with humor. You will flood the country with atheism, nothing there, bumper stickers. See how you like it, you non-believers. But we're doing it with humor. And that's the smart life tip. Don't get angry. No, 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 no. Be smarter than they are. I outsmarted this crew. My bumper sticker will be seen far more than the atheist bumper sticker, I can assure you. This day in history, April 24th, 1885, Annie Oakley, remember Annie Oakley, is hired by Buffalo Bill in his Wild West show. It's a fascinating woman. Annie Oakley, born Phoebe Ann Mosey, August 13th, 1860, all right, was desperately poor in her childhood. She was an indentured servant who ran away from her cruel family, not original family, but she was hired out to a family because her family was destitute. And she did. She served in there. Um, But at age 15, she said, blank you, I'm going back to my family. And in order to make money for her family, she developed into a sharpshooter, first killing animals for food and then in um, contests. And she beat a marksman named Frank Butler, okay, in 1876 and became famous throughout the West because most women weren't gun-toting. Anyway, she joins the Buffalo Bill traveling show, which was hugely successful, becomes the second highest paid person in the show. Geronimo was in the show, a whole bunch of people, all right, next to Buffalo Bill. He got paid the most. She got second. Talk about women's this. And Annie Oakley, Uh, taught more than 15,000 women how to use a gun. She died in 1926 at age 66 from pneumonia. There was actually a show about Annie Oakley on in the 1950s. I remember as a little kid uh, watching it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, back with Mal, and then we got an extenuation on the final thought of the Tucker Carlson situation in a moment. Let's go to the mail. Uh, Lewis James, Cypress, Texas, with all the big problems America has, who cares if Hunter Biden benefited from his father's position? Happens every day in this world at all levels. I know it happens every day, Lewis, but if a sitting vice president, Joe Biden at the time, is using government planes and influence to enrich his son and other members of his family, that is a crime. Okay, so I care. Adam Plunka, Baltimore, Maryland. I liked how you asked Speaker McCarthy if he'll endorse a candidate. My question to you, O'Reilly, is will you endorse? No, I never do. Never endorse a candidate. Obviously, I'm going to tell you who I favor 
okay? I have to as an analyst, but I'm not going to tell you to vote for, Adam, because you're smart enough to know. I'll tell you. Al, Bill, you say declare the cartels, terrorist groups, and drone them. You don't like it too bad, Obrador. That's an accurate quote. That's what I said, okay? I agree, but Biden won't do it. Of course he won't do it. And I hope you read my column, okay? Yesterday, the two worst. Biden's one of the two worst presidents. And I get into the border. Of course he won't do it. That's why he's one of the worst. Jillian, I think the no camping law is a great idea, but it would only work if everyone passed it. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening in big liberal-run cities. But Jillian, if you don't pass the no camping law that I propose locally, then you don't get any federal money. You don't get a dime. <laughs> see pass the code. We'll see what happens then. John Tortorici, Hampton, New Hampshire, just had a worker around 40 years old tell me he doesn't care who gets in as president or any politician running for office. They're all crooks, and he could not care less for the people. That was exactly what I believe the average worker feels. Well, look, the average worker doesn't care about who the next president is, and the average worker is going to lose an enormous amount of money. Tell them that. You vote for a progressive next time around, you're cutting your own throat financially. James Dorschel of Fleming Isle, Florida. I read Killing Jesus, the Trump book, and... Uh, old school life in the sane lane, one of my favorites. Uh, I'm almost finished reading Bold Fresh Piece of Humanity, my bio. From a historical standpoint, should I read Killing England next? Yes. Killing England, then Killing Lincoln. But Killing the Witches precludes Killing England. I mean, it starts with the Mayflower. But right now, Killing England, if you want to go historically up the chain, then you start there. And I appreciate you reading all my books, James. Very nice of you. Jim, on a message board, thank you for the atheist bumper sticker. They appropriately highlight the most important element of the culture war. Yeah, I would say. Uh, Deborah, concierge member. Deborah gets access to me. All right, directly. I hope you consider that program, BillOReilly.com. Just look outside and appreciate your surroundings. They didn't just happen. It's God's creation. I'm buying a bunch of the stickers. Hilarious. Good. Spread them around. Sterling Foster, Red Bank, New Jersey. The white golf shirt I just ordered arrived. What a great shirt. High quality. Fits me perfectly. Listen, Team Normal gear, I'm telling you, sweeping the country along with the bumper stickers. And if you buy a shirt or a hat or a mug, okay, or a bumper sticker, you put the Team Normal and the atheist bumper sticker, one on one side of the bumper, one on the other. But we give you free two, as I said, two atheist bumper stickers free. You buy anything in our store. And I'm glad you like it, uh, Sterling. Very nice of you. Okay, we have some specials now for mom coming up. Um, if you get the Women's Team Normal shirt, we will give you any audiobook free. The audiobooks are expensive. Any audiobook you get free. Okay, if you buy a shirt on uh, Team Normal. And then we have you buy two audiobooks and you get um, 
for the price of one. And uh, by killing legends and killing the mob together, only 18 bucks. This is great. And I did, I twin these because in killing the legends, there's mob stuff. You read killing the mob, then killing the legends, particularly with Muhammad Ali. Okay. But only 18 bucks for both of them. Hardback. So those are our deals in the store. Plus, you get the bumper stickers free if you buy it. Do not be a petty fogger when writing to BillOReilly.com. P-E-T-T-I-F-O-G-G-R, petty fogger. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Final thought on uh, Mr. Carlson in a moment. Here is the uh, final uh, thought of the day. As I mentioned, a man named Ray Epps, who uh, Tucker Carlson uh, talked about as possibly being uh, inciting the January 6th uh, riot and working for the FBI, that's very dubious. He, Epps was on 60 Minutes last night, as I said, said his life is ruined, okay? And I said, boy, this is a setup for a big lawsuit. Anyway, on January 12, 2022, here's what I said about Epps, go. I'm certainly watching very closely and gathering information. But it doesn't make any sense that the FBI would jeopardize everybody inside that bureau by launching a false flag operation or whatever you want to call it. Okay, and again, an FBI informer doesn't act like Mr. Epps. So there you go. I said that more than a year ago. I did not see any backup for that story. We are right in the middle of renewal season for BillOReilly.com premium membership, regular or concierge. I'm telling you, if you want solid, fact-based information, this is one of the few places you can get it. The others are in turmoil now. We are not. We are focused, laser-focused on helping you every day. Smart life, tips about health, and of course, political analysis and cultural analysis. Tomorrow, I'm going to have the 10 worst ways the far left is hurting this country. So anyway, I hope you consider premium and concierge membership. If your members re-up, free book, bumper stickers, all that free. If you aren't, I hope you become that because it helps us expand and do more. All right. Premium and concierge membership on BillOReilly.com. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight. We will see you tomorrow.